0: Welcome to Premier Scene Podcast, where we share the passions of filmmaking by the people that make them. And here are Premier Scenes' Claire and Anthony Bueno.
1: Hello. Hello. Oh, I need to go. Hello, hello, hello. We've
0: got, we're us. We're us. We've got a... We've, we've Premier had a,
1: Scene Refined.
0: <laughs> we, yeah. We went, and actually, it's um, it's been... Quite a busy couple of weeks, hasn't it? Since really we uh, caught up last, we've got coming up. We've got um, Dumbo, Children of the Snowland. We'll be discussing the new DC um, film Shazam, Shazam. and uh, and something a little, probably a little more delicate, at Eternity's Gate
1: which I've not seen but I shall see the trailer.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can share the trailer as, with as
1: us. this is happening.
0: <laughs> in real time.
1: Exactly, all in real time.
0: <laughs> so that the first film we're going to discuss is Dumbo because that's what's out at the moment. So we had the pleasure of going to see that. Didn't it was
1: we? I have to say I was quite disappointed that the rest of the seven dwarves weren't there. <laughs> um <laughs> So I don't really know what Tim was thinking, but you know, if he wants to go against the grain, that's perfectly up to him.
0: And then you turned up. Oh, and it was a film about an elephant. And it's a flying fly.
1: elephant. What a ridiculous notion! <laughs> it's see. like gorillas and dinosaurs, isn't that? Um <laughs> Dumbo, which was magical.
0: Yeah, it really, it really was. It wasn't really it? is. Yeah,
1: it's. It, I found it. Uh, just, like most people, I'm not a massive fan of CG. Although I, I do feel as though it has its place, but it was it was a, it was a it felt like a film where it fits and it and it added this kind of layer of a kind of mystique and a kind of magic to it that I that I really liked a lot about it. That worked very well, and that it's, there's more story than than the animation.
0: Well, and the, and the, and it felt kind of very Burton-esque, but not. There that was a departure. the top. Yes, yeah, because yeah. you felt like it was his film without it being um, too far of a departure, but he kind of was also pushing his boundaries a little as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: exactly. It wasn't, uh, you know, like Big Fish was, was something that I felt was a lot like that. And if you ever... Saw, oh, I can't remember the other one. Something Eyes.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Fish Eyes?
1: No, that's... He's thinking of Big Fish.
0: Oh, Big <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um... yeah.
1: Now that it'll come to me, but it, yeah. that, again, they're kind of like they're different from you know the, you know, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factories or the Edward Scissorhands, Batman celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. It was yeah, it just it had that that essence, that kind of magic that he can normally bring to the cinema, without it being all about big spirals and, and being really highly stylized. But there was enough of it there to just to just sell this kind of concept and the kind of film it is. And I think they try and sell it as like a good family film. And that really is what it is. It's just like it is that film that you can go and, and take to your kids, you with you take uh, with your kids and and yeah, and enjoy it. And I yeah, I enjoyed it more because I wasn't a massive fan of, of the original. I was
0: either. gonna say I don't even remember seeing the original Dumbo. And it wasn't very long either. It was I think it was it's fifty like minutes. Hour.
1: Yeah, it's like an it's, it's like an hour, maybe an hour and ten minutes at the most. And I've never been a huge fan of it. Uh, it was always one of those ones I saw later in life rather than seeing it when I was very young. And then, so he kind of builds up, almost like Mary Poppins, because it's never massively, you know, Bedknobs and Broomsticks is a fantastic film, and, and Mary Poppins never sold it to me, and it was the same with Dumbo, it was just like, I don't quite, and even when I've seen it in latter years, it's, it's enjoyable, but unlike something like Fantasia, which you kind of don't get when you're young, but when you get older, it's just like, this is just like, this is a work of art, you know, the work that's gone into that, so I... Um, so, so, out of any of Disney films, it was the one that I could definitely kind of expand on, which they do, you know, there's a huge, like, there's a massive ending to it. Now, whether that ever existed in any other early script or book or things like that, I don't know. But, it, it, you know, it worked for me, it worked for the film, so...
0: And, and it was great. Tim, Tim Burton, is always working with... Um, he's got these kind of staple actors that he enjoys working with, so we see the return of... Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, yeah. Eva Green who kind of feel like she may have turned into his muse. Um I mean because yeah. she is she is stunning yeah. and she's stunning in this film and um and her acrobatics are kind of beyond reproach really. I, I mean she, she she seemed very natural. We've got some interviews haven't we, oh, we do. that week that we're going to play um but um should we start with Eva Green? let start with Eva, uh, who was in this beautiful green dress, and uh, she looked—it was all sparkly. So she really had dressed for for the occasion. So, and it's it's interesting that people just—they you know actors love working with Tim Burton, and I was able to speak to the producers of the film, and I wanted to ask a little bit more about Burton, who, um, who started his life, or his work life in Disney as an animator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like come full circle. And they were saying as well, just how hands on, even though Dumbo obviously is, is computer animated, that didn't make him less involved in the whole process and wanting to closely direct the whole animation yeah. um, sequences. I, well, you got Eva Green. I've got oh, Eva, oh, Eva Green loaded
1: up. Here we let's go. Get,
0: let's give Eva
1: Green. Hand it to Eva.
0: Yeah, you have such grace and poise when you're up on the trapeze. You almost feel like you're at home there. And I just wondered to the extent that you had to work to, to, to pull that off. Well, it's an illusion if I look very comfortable up there. No. I'm, I'm kidding because actually, I mean, I was terrified when I found out I had to play the aerialist, but it's, you know, it's I train and train and trained and uh, the people, the circus people really gave me confidence. And and um, and I took off, which is a miracle. The thing is with her as well. She is such an adaptable actress. Yeah. You know, she just whatever she puts her, to her mind to, she just.
1: She actually. Uh, I mean, she's done. Uh, yeah. I mean, she always does a variety. Of stuff. I mean, most people will know from Bond, but there's obviously you know the one that, the show that. You oh, Penny Dreadful, which, Penny
0: which Dreadful. was oh I, she well that was her show. I mean, she was amazing.
1: Because I only saw bits of that. I, I need to really. You need really to sit do down because it's that, proper it's Gothic right horror. Straight.
0: Yeah, yeah, you 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 really are missing a treat with that. But she was she was wonderful in that. She does she turns up a little, um, kind of latterly into into the into the film. Um, but she definitely yeah it's, becomes, about, yeah,
1: it's kind of like a half. This, yeah, yeah, about I mean, the half I, I, I see it as like it's like you know where there's, the original animation was very much. That was the first half of the film. And then the second half of the film is kind of like what happens after the original animation. Ah,
0: that's, that's interesting, I mean, because yeah. Because when you think, because
1: it was like, it was, was it two hours about, I think, the film? Yeah, it was, was, yeah, like it was about hours.
0: that, yeah. And
1: it was like that whole build-up and Dumbo and flying and stuff. And that, if my memory serves, that was the end of Dumbo. And all that other stuff with Michael Keaton and and with Eva Green was just. I mean, there was a lot of it that was added in there. You know, it didn't have the Colin Farrell kind yeah. of like character. It was it was it was much more centred on on Dumbo himself.
0: But. Yeah, and I, I actually, I, I when we'll play Colin Farrell in a, in a minute, but it was interesting about what he was. I thought perhaps because c- he comes with a, a backstory, just coming back back from the war. Yeah, the the circus has changed. His wife's died, and he's very much kind of fitting into. Family life and how the church, the circuses evolved and finding his place um, where he sits within his family yeah. and, and within the, the, his work environment as well. And I wondered whether that was the, the lure to, to taking part in the film, but that yeah. actually wasn't the case. Wasn't. But he will tell us now exactly What's what that was. Exactly. Your character's very much adjusting to a new way of life when he comes back to family and the circus. Was that something that attracted you to the role?
2: Um, that wasn't something that jumped out. What attracted me to it, to be honest, it was more to do with working with Tim. And I did like the script and I was moved by the script and I thought it was entertaining and it had a, a very clear feel-good factor to it, but uh, working with Burton was kind of the primary reason why I was excited about the prospect. You know,
0: The character, the characters are very nuanced as well. Was that
2: something? Um, I just, just black and white? Yeah, no, hope not. I mean, it, it, you know... It, it's not the most detailed character piece in the world I mean the, these characters are they feel to me like they're archetypical like they represent each character represents a stage in life or a particular quandary that they find themselves in so it's just a, fun to take what was on the page and also keep an eye that you made it accessible to kids and families And because there are some heavy themes that are Dealt with in the film, but they're done in a in a with a lightness that I think makes it accessible to a broad range of people.
0: And and actually, what's interesting about what he says there is, I very much anticipated going to see the film needing a tissue or a hanky in my hand because I was going to cry. Yeah. And it 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 definitely kind of takes are, you on an yeah, emotional exactly, journey, yeah, it does, but it it, but but it it wasn't harrowing.
1: No, it's it's not that kind of film at all. And yeah, it could be. I mean, especially these days, they want to make everything kind of dark, and it doesn't. It keeps it, it keeps enough of the like the darkness there just to keep it a not grounded isn't quite the right word really, especially for a film about <laughs> a flying elephant. But <laughs> but yeah, it, it it has that balance to it that that keeps it stops it from being too light and fluffy, and and also stops it from being too dark as well. Because obviously Tim Burton can do dark, and he can do it very well. So. Uh, yeah, it was—it was great. It was just a lovely film. Just, it's one of those films. Where it was just—you yeah. yeah, just go into it and you just come out of it with that nice kind of like glow. And partly you're reminiscing, and partly it just, yeah, it's just nice to see those kind of like decent family films now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and Disney are on a roll at the moment. And so that's in the cinemas at that the moment. Now. Yeah, really? it's all—it's already out in cinemas. So the next one that we're going to talk about. Is Children of the Snowland, and that's uh, distributed by Curzon um, Home Cinema, and it's a remarkable documentary, isn't it?
1: It is. It's fascinating. Yeah. It, it was. It you know I'm like most most of the time when we have screeners, if we're lucky enough to have a screener at home, I'm working. I'm more than likely editing something, and. And in a lot of cases, it's sort of like, Claire has to watch something, I'm busy. So it's like, you, you watch it, you're fine. I'll, I'll just I'll kind of get on with my stuff. And that, and that was the case with, with this. But you, I just couldn't sit and, and carry on working because it just pulls you straight out of anything like that. And, and it just and it grabs you in because it's a very, very much that human interest story and, and, and yeah. a window into a, a life and a civilization that we do not, outside of Hollywood, which would be a very different kind of like angle that they would take if it was being produced as a as a fictional piece and i just i i just found it an absolutely fascinating piece the the, the kids um that they were the were were subjects of the the documentary and the journeys they go on and have been on and just it was just it really was something else
0: it would, it would well because what what was it was a real education it and, and the premise of of the documentary is that for the for families that have that live in kind of the remotest um, areas of and, and villages in Nepal in the Nepali um, mountains in the Himalayas um, they take their children to, to school in, in Kathmandu and because the because the, the sheer remoteness of where they live, they drop their children off to school and then they don't see their children. They're about four years old yeah. and they don't see their kids till they're 16. Um, and so these they the, the documentary filmmakers, who are British, take the, the three subjects and we follow their journey back home to, to meeting their parents. And it's very much an emotional journey on... First of all, these kids feeling rejected.
1: Yeah, 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 um, yeah,
0: you know. Then there's this excitement of seeing their families, and then how these kids adapt once they're back home, and how they bond and form yeah. relationships with, and and actually how they come to recognise the sacrifices that parents make for their kids, and actually being a good parent isn't always about just being there day in day out and it was just such a wonderful journey the kids were so inspiring and and seeing them go up on you know a, tre- a treacherous trekking in, in yeah, into it was the, like, the what
1: was it one of them, like 3 weeks one of the it was it like 3
0: 3 weeks to get to get home if not if not longer um, and they go away as kids and they come back as adults and yeah. I, and it was you know this is what's wonderful about you know, docu- documentary, yeah. isn't it? Again, it's, you know, a- education. And um, we were lucky enough to, again, to interview the the, the yeah. kids and, and, and the filmmakers. I mean, it might be worth speaking to the filmmakers or hearing the, the interview of the filmmakers. All of our interviews, by the way, can be found at premierscene.net. So if you boys- do have any... Um, you know if you do want to see the further interviews we'll, we'll put the then descriptions
1: are... down in the uh or the, the links in the descriptions yes, if i get my word absolutely out, right yes way, in, right the, in the
0: below, in the notes below so in the description below. so we'll have
1: links to all the sort of like the both the i mean what we as you will know if you do watch our stuff we'll bulk a load all the interviews together and run them through in one solid piece and then we'll break them all up as well as each separate like little one so we'll make sure all of that is in the descriptions if you're yep. watching this on youtube uh if you're not um then go to youtube and look us up if you're listening to us on itunes or on soundcloud then you we have a youtube channel we have a website yeah um which will also be which it's, it's currently running but we're going to be having a, we're having a revamp within the next uh a few
0: weeks few weeks yeah, yeah. We'll have
1: a, that will be launched um so things will be easier to find um but yeah if you're you, just listening to this as a standard podcast there is a visual treat for you as well, um, so you just need to yeah, just go. We'll we'll have the yeah, go to YouTube, type in "previous scene." And Bob's, your exactly. Bob,
0: Bob, Bob's your uncle, exactly. Bob's your uncle. But you know what? I, oh, it was. You know, I mean, I'm 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 in such a blessed position that you know, meeting the, the, these kids and and interviewing this young girl and and just seeing the raw emotion that she had with 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 meeting a mum and just how much respect that she had for her yeah. and she was still you know it, it was still a very raw emotion and this documentary was made you know a few years ago that you know they're now in their 20s um so uh, you know um, it was it was kind of heartbreaking even interviewing her really it was she was, she was a very special young lady
1: yeah she 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 got quite emotional yeah. it. and it's very um it is it's that you don't know they don't know what the parents were thinking at the time. Yeah. So they don't really know the reception and they think they're going to be open with, you know... Open with open arms. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Welcome
1: with open arms. Welcomed with open arms. And that's not necessarily what happens, but there is a reason for that. And it isn't because they don't get. It. It's just it. It's, yeah, just, extraordinary. Yeah.
0: yeah, it really is.
1: So the interview of the filmmakers is eight minutes. So there's is there a specific point where do, do you remember where you asked a question where we could skip to? Oh,
0: well we could. We yeah, let's go to the go, the, go. the first and how they became acquainted with. with Huge congratulations with the film. I mean, this is such an emotional story on so many levels, and I I wondered. How on earth did you become acquainted with the school and and the story of these guys in the first place?
1: We first were doing, uh, lucky enough to be doing some charity filming for an awards, and some people had done some amazing work and built a small school in Nepal and we first went there to film that story. We kept in touch with those people and a couple of years later we found they were supporting this school. We didn't know why, they explained what it was, sending children home and we asked why they needed to do that, how long had they been away and when they said 10 years, 12 years, it just blew our minds and we had to find out more
0: and when you were first approached the school were they were they reticent or were they sort of open to a, a, a foreign film crew coming in and and finding out more about it I think because we had the connection with the charity that funded the going home trip, who were also at that time like funding teachers' salaries and things like that, they were really open to us. That kind of opened the doors, um, and they're really, you know, grateful and, and pleased that their stories being told to the world because they struggle, you know. And so it's really nice. The more people that know about this story, the more people maybe could help in future. So for them, I think they always saw it as a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's incredible, isn't it, that the sacrifice that that yeah. people do, and and this. You know, this sh- definitely, definitely shows
1: that. Well, it's and it's because even though some of the stuff that you're watching, and you think, oh, you know, I, I, to that, how do people live like that? Which is very, some would say, primitive. Whether that is the case or not, just my personal observation of that. It's just like you know, the way they are. The way you know, you haven't got, they haven't got electricity. I don't think. No, some no, of the no, they haven't, and they haven't got, to. they just, haven't so haven't
0: got the, the, a toilet. You know, literally, it's
1: it's a hole. And, it's a and hole. You go. Yeah. And yeah. But it's also how these these kids have been away, and that they've got to go and adjust to it as well because they're not even used to sort of like living in that in that kind of environment yeah. like that. They're used to the you know the common yeah they've got their iPhones and, and, and yeah, yeah, got, yeah they've got absolutely. iPhones and, and running water and electricity and things like that. And then all of a sudden it's just like no, and this isn't just a visit. This is their home. This is what what was their place. It's just and 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 just seeing that how they how they had to adapt and, 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 adjust, it is, and, like and, and the, the emotional and you... journey
0: that they have to go on i mean it's it's it makes you do a bit of soul searching as well doesn't yeah it, it is really? it's it's definitely that into perspective it's it one does, of those yeah. doesn't it
1: because the, you see how they do change it's like you said at the beginning they do change from what they were to, to like being to, 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 to essentially being kids and to being young adults mm-hmm. through this thing so yeah it's fascinating so this is what the uh first snippet of the interviews of what the I, I shouldn't keep calling the kids. It sounds very patronising. But anyway, the children of the mountain. Yes, of the snowland. Of the snowland.
0: Congratulations with with the film. Um, first of all, having made the film, are you glad that you actually went ahead and made this film? Uh, I'm very glad uh, being made this film because uh, we're able to tell uh, every people who are related to these stories. So it's a very glad and uh, proud moment for us uh, that a uh, lot of people are engage-
3: uh, similar story. A ha- lot of pe- uh, children have similar story than us. So
0: it's uh, really gra- uh, glad. Then it motivates them to be uh, like never give up
1: and come m- move on, keep moving on.
0: When you started to make the film, did you ever did you was there ever a time where you thought, oh, I wish I hadn't agreed to do this, or were you always happy to go on the journey of making this? Film?
2: yeah uh, we want to uh, you know with the help of our director we want to do the film because uh, we want to show the world that there are still uh, a lot of children in the high himalayas and the remote areas so we need education for their bright future Uh,
0: so on the way like we we have like we uh, we have to face many struggles and difficulties so it was very hard for us and and though it was
2: adventurous and uh, uh, and going to Belize uh, was, you know, also the feelings uh, gave us like encouraging, encouraging us to go back to village and see our parents, um, because we haven't uh, seen them for more than twelve hour twelve years. So it was very touchy one.
0: And when you um, when you you go to meet your families, will you did you ever hesitate to? Would, Because it was such a personal moment and it was such a lot of anticipation, Um, were you happy to have your experience of meeting your mother for the first time again in so many years? Were you shy to be on camera to share that?
3: Uh, I was very excited that time and I was expecting many from my mother because I'm going to meet my mother after many years, two years. It's not a short one it's so long so um, I was expecting more but my mother uh, got shy on the camera so I, I was exe- expecting more but there is nothing I get and I, later I asked about that and my mother says I feel very shy that time and uh, others pe- there is other people also so th- she feel very shy and she said that is my first time on the camera so I can't uh, express my feeling that time she said that uh, later one so it was really great moment
0: for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were the greatest. Really lovely kids. They they were really lovely kids, and you know, I, I think we're just very privileged to be in the in the position where we can actually meet them and help spread the word and tell their yeah, story. Yeah, exactly.
1: Which is you know this is the point you of know. what we're doing. You know, now we're doing the podcast, and it's not just about us rattling on, uh, <laughs> giving our giving our two pennathon films. You know, it's just help. There are certain films that aren't going to get a lot of promotion. Yeah, we
0: want to champion and, it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it's like even if you got Dumbo, which is a it's a big Disney film, we have got Shazam, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah,
0: which we're talking um, about. Which in we're a talking
1: minute. about in a minute. But there's films like this that aren't going to get. Yeah. They haven't got Disney money behind them. They've just there's just a small film. So if, if a few people just go and watch this, yeah. just for lis- listening to us, sort of like uh, spread the word. Listening to us, I can't count my words actually. i have had a drink of water. <laughs> uh, nah, 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 I'm like this. <laughs> never mind, never mind. I see this is a problem. I'm all behind. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> spraying,
0: <laughs> spraying some uh, water over you, so to speak. Exactly.
1: Yes, but we we'll leave it there. We'll leave, we'll
0: leave that there. So, Children of the Snowland that can be found uh, on Curzon Home Cinema. Excellent. And so, Shazam! Shazam! <laughs> oh, how much what? fun did we have? This is five stars.
1: Oh yeah, I I loved it. Just it's simple like that. That's my like five star review on the poster. Loved it. It would I just it was just it was really great fun. It was you know, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of like the DC movies at present, although I didn't see Aquaman. Um but the other ones I just never quite gelled with. Whereas this is it feels like a a slight return to form, just fun mm-hmm. and 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 Zach who's a who's a legend, oh, I can never say his name, Levi. Levi, Le- yeah. Levi. Um just, it just I, found, I found it quite surprising that he had to go to, through a load of auditions to get it. Because to me, it was like, it was just a shoe in because he's, he does embody that kind of look of the character. And and it was just like like the films of old, from the 80s. And as many of them mentioned, like Goonies, like Gremlins and Ghostbusters, um, it's that, just that-, that just Old school. Old school fun, bit of horror mixed in there, not afraid to kind of shy away of like, Putting things in there that is a bit more frightening that kids are normally used to, like Ghostbusters does, um, like the, the nineteen eighty four Ghostbusters, not the 2016 twenty sixteen one. Um, so it was just it was just great fun. I just I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to go and see it again. That's that's how much I enjoyed it.
0: That, it was it was, and it it just I, I, I mean I just came away feeling like really uplifted, yes, yeah, and I just did, like yeah. you, you laugh. You know, there's a real emotional beat. Yeah. You know, with, with, uh, there's. You know, this is a um, a kid who is looking for his mom. Yeah. He's he's enters into this foster home. He's not adjusting too well. And, um, and you've got and and it, I don't know. It was just it's so and you know this the, the way that they all kind of gel as a family. And you know, it, it doesn't hit the stereotype that you know. Uh, not all kids come from a loving home. It isn't a Hollywood film in that respect. It, you know, it shows that you know children are rejected. So you know there is this inclusivity, isn't there? Yeah, there's, that there's, it's there's, not. There's, it's not a stereotype of that. You know, the the you know the rich kid. It, it's, it, it is.
1: It's that. It's that inclusivity and diversity.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, and that, yeah. that,
1: that mix of different different cultures and, and different people basically and the, the film represents it in a way that isn't shoving anything down your throat yeah. it's just like you know this is life and this is a, apart from you know and then becoming <laughs> an adult and flying you know take that, uh, take that element out of the equation but you know the, the, which is what's important and this is the thing with a lot of films and a lot of these films that deal with fantasy and you know as I will always refer to Ghostbusters um, <laughs> the reason why those films work is because they're quite grounded and the fanciful level works because you've got an area to kind of like believe in and think, OK, from this level and there's all these people on this level and they have to believe. And then that's how it, that's how the film essentially works. And so certainly how Ghostbusters work, you have grounded characters against the comedic characters like the Bill Murray's and all the rest. Yeah. And Shazam's like that. There's, there's a grounded element to it that makes the whole fantasy sort of like work. And others have to come in and believe and, and be a part of that journey. And, and and that's kind of, that's takes you as an audience member on that journey. So you just come in, go into it and you just kind of buy into it.
0: And, and there's, but there's, there's the, the whole full-end element as well. Is it, you know, we haven't touched on Big, which is probably where it's, well, yeah, what, exactly. you know. I mean, it's, it, obviously from the comic book point of view, it, it's pretty, it predates Big, but.
1: Um, oh, does it, when did it?
0: Yes, I well, think it's so. It's 1950s, old, I believe, but don't quote me on that. I'm sure there's lots of comic book fans that can put me in my place there and correct me. Um, but, you know, the whole thing about this this kid in, in an adult's body then becoming accustomed to what's what's going on and then trying and testing finding out he doesn't even know what his superpowers let him are. Letting in my
1: hands <laughs> let in my hands <laughs>
0: you know, so you're going on this kind of like how kids would they would play an experiment and you know oh my god you know and element of surprise and and uh, and uh, uh, and Zachary Levi just completely embraces it and just runs with it and just yeah. you can see he is having a whale of a time and he really yeah
1: i mean he is he's he's lapping it up and and i don't blame him and and it's you know you know, with any of these things, it's always a, a there's a gamble, and you never know if any of these, especially superhero stuff, at the minute. Which, if it's not Marvel, tends to have a bit of a tough time. But this one just works a treat, and he and he does play it very. And and you know, and again, and it's probably because of him as well, because it's like he's, you know, he, he it's like he's, he says in the interview anyway that he's like he's like you know he's a man in the it's sort of like he's got still a fourteen year old at heart. So. But that just comes over on screen perfectly and you just go away with it and it doesn't get bogged down and heavy at all, even in moments that could be a lot darker. It just still seems to keep it up and keep it bright and light. But again, it's like, like it's supposed to be There's enough there. There's like, it doesn't get too light and fluffy. It's just like, yeah, there's enough, again, there's enough kind of like textures going on to help it keep it grounded. And I, yeah, I just, yeah, thought it was great.
0: And we've got Mark Strong as the villain. Oh, I mean, yeah. Again. every british actor makes a great <laughs> every, villain. every
1: british actor mark strong mark <laughs> strong is british and he plays every villain so it just kind of limited to every british it's like no he, he's just he's, he's great mark strong you know I, I, he's just because he's, he's so, he's so believable
0: presence. yeah yeah he has such a screen presence doesn't he yeah
1: and you get it like it was funny it was in the what did i go and see us
0: oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. which is really,
1: yeah. a conversation for another for another podcast which was fantastic but specifically, I think for the horrors. So you know, when you, see, when you go if you go to view cinemas. So you've got that hello. Oh
0: yes, that you know, is much turn your fun, bloody yeah.
1: phone off. That <laughs> basically that message. Well, he does one especially for the horror.
0: Oh, it does. Like
1: a, I can't remember where he says it now, but he says it slightly differently. And as a slightly different lines of dialogue, just make it, you know, you basically sat watching a horror film. And it's great, because he's he's just one of these great voices to bring into it.
0: Well, you know, I'll I'll share a really funny story. I I, I had a bit of a geek out moment. One day I was walking down Soho, and you know when you should disengage brain before opening mouth, right? So I'm walking down Soho, and there's Mark Strong on a a mobile phone. And and I just shouted out, Mark Strong!
1: (laughs) (laughs) In case you don't know, <laughs>
0: and he just turned round and he went hello, and I went oh hello, oh I've interviewed you before, and he went oh all right, nice to meet you. I said nice to meet you, thanks a lot, and off he carried on with yeah. his ankles. I was just like, you know, when you just think I wish I hadn't have done that. <laughs> but anyway, he but was still. he was very cool. And he was, and it was one of your funny stories, I suppose. But yeah, I, I did feel a bit of a and poop.
1: But it, you know, it doesn't do any harm. No, nah. I think it does. We didn't catch him at this in this carpet, but we have interviewed him before no, a few uh, times, and he does remember who you are.
0: Yeah, no, he's 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 really good, and have to we have to talk about the event actually because that was also like a lot of fun. We were taken out of Leicester Square, we were on the South Bank, and they dressed the red carpet as one of the scenes in like a Winter Wonderland because it's yeah, all set around Christmas, exactly. which also makes it even more. Magic yeah, up, there was like a really? Winter
1: Wonderland, and it was and it's and I'm thinking about it now because there's a few actors that do. That, that, you know, because the, the the people we interview, the, the director, things like that, they directly reference Gremlins and things like that, and they have actors from Gremlins in it, and oh, really? from the DC. They, they've appeared in DC stuff before. Yeah, um uh, the, the the one who plays Mark Strong's dad, it's in Gremlins too.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I
1: like him as an actor anyway. Yeah, he's he's yes. a Small Bill for years as <laughs> Lionel Luther. He was quality. So, but yeah, I mean, it's but and the the, the correlation between us, we met Zach. A few years, a few years ago, he was in the UK and he was shooting Thorns. Yeah, yeah, well, so he was.
0: He um, was one of the Warriors Three.
1: That was it. And we uh, had mutual friends, and we ended up hanging out with him a couple of times. One of those occasions was the Winter Wonderland, <laughs> where <laughs> I, think I remember him in liking because they what yeah. you call them the big German? of so the big German beard and big flag and things not like, oh, that. What
0: they call
1: them? What they call them? Empty. If you talking to Zairevi, I think it's basically what you call them. Um, and so and so we I remember us. Enjoying that and and walking through Hyde Park, singing "Hey Jude"
0: and California dreaming, and California dreaming. Yeah. So that was it.
1: So that was our that was our time with Zach. So that yeah, was and, and it was really connection. lovely.
0: I have to say, yeah, really, really very genuinely a nice person. Should we? Uh, well, but find out for yourselves. See a little. snippet. See a little bit of snippet of of um, Mr. Levine.
2: Hi, good oh, to see you again. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah hi. <laughs> can
0: you remember Anthony? Yeah, hello,
2: brother. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah good to see you, man.
0: It's <laughs> lovely to see you. Congratulations with the film as well. Thank you so much. Thank what you, a thank you.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really, really dreamy.
0: Well, I would imagine that when you get a script that allows you just to embrace your inner child, it's an opportunity that you just can't turn down.
2: Uh, no, not at all. I mean, these are so rare. First of all, super—you know to get a superhero movie is like pulling the brass ring. I can't believe at my age and at this point in my career that I was able to fool these guys into giving me this job. Um, but beyond that, that it's such a unique and fun superhero to play. I don't... I... Since I was a little kid, I dreamt about being a superhero. Since I've been an actor, I've dreamt about portraying a superhero. So all of my dreams are coming true, which gives me a lot of joy and a lot of enthusiasm. And I didn't have to restrain any of that when I was bringing it to life. That all just helped me be the 14-year-old. So it's super fun.
0: And, and of course, the story has such a lot of heart. It, it, it's an a con, unconventional family story. Was yeah. that something that attracted you as well?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I think the entire, really, the the, the entire script is 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 full of. Uh, great things thematically. Good versus evil, obviously. Wish fulfillment. But the family dynamic is the beating heart of the movie, which also, you know, kind of helps liken it back to things like Goonies and Gremlins. And, you know, because there's also some creepy weird stuff in it, too. Um, but specifically our family, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's quite a diverse family. I mean, we're racially very diverse. You have a handicapped child, and all of the kids are foster kids. I can't think of another movie... That represents the underrepresented so much, and in the end, for it to be in a superhero movie is just like icing on the cake. I'm so I'm grateful that a lot of those foster kids, who you know, particularly, I can't think of another movie that they can relate to as much. So I think that's really beautiful.
0: That's it. Yeah, really, and it, 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 yeah, I mean, that kind of I suppose touches on what we were we were talking about earlier on. But you know, it, 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 you know, with having that kind of Sort of seriousness and sort of groundingness anchors the film, doesn't yes, it? Really, yeah, it and, does, and yeah. it gives you the, you know, the opportunity to expand it and just run with it and enjoy all the goofy bits. Yeah, exactly. That goes yeah. on. So they, I mean, yeah, You have to congratulate the the film, like, the the film Yeah, makers. they
1: have. I really think they've done something. You know, whether. Whether it continues more with with the whole DC universe thing and how that's going to kind of pan out, but I hope they do another one. As, way a, as an as was, an
0: individual film, it works though, doesn't it? It really?
1: does. It works really well. So you know, there's plenty of tie-ins to the to the other DC heroes, but it doesn't you know weigh on those in any way or rely on them in it yeah. in any shape or form. So it just works purely as it as what it is. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. I really hope it does well because I'd like to see more of it. So yeah. And
0: that's and that's out. I believe, this in Friday. Of April. It, yeah. Uh, no, the 4th. Friday the 4th, and that is distributed that's, by Warner Brothers.
1: No, tomorrow's the 4th, it's the
0: 5th. 5th, the 5th. Let's
1: find out. Oh, Let's find out Have we got it, we got it in our description? We shall it, see. It
0: is on the Premier Scene website. Oh, if
1: it's on the Premier... Is it?
0: It is. PremierScene.net, Anthony. Let me go
1: to PremierScene.net. <laughs> Again, links on uh, uh, the yeah, description and also if you're watching this on YouTube.
0: We've got more interviews with, with the director and the producer as well. Um, from Shazam, who talk a lot more. He comes from a horror background. and um, Yeah, 5th of April. 5th of April, so Friday the 5th. Um, so definitely... Tell him we sent you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Might do you any good, might even charge you more. But tell him we sent you. Yeah. yeah!
0: So, uh, Shazam!
1: Shazam! Yes.
0: <laughs> and um, moving on to a very, very different type of film, At Eternity's Gate... Uh, this is distributed by um, Artificial Eye. Again, part of Curzon. We're obviously championing Curzon. I love Curzon.
3: Yeah, anyway, as, I love it as the
0: cinema chain and and the the films, um, the art house films that they represent and give a platform to. Um, At Eternity's Gate stars Willem Dafoe, and he plays uh, Vincent Gatt Van Gogh. And it deals with a snippet in his life where um oh
1: that one I've seen the posters for yeah. I, yes, that, I was yes, gonna say yes. is it the Vincent Van Gogh. Okay. yes
0: it is and, and, and Willem Defoe I believe was up for an Oscar for it. Oh really? Um because I think it was out, out in America before we got um we we've that it's been released like over here. But um it also has Oscar Isaac in it and Mads Mickelson. Oh Mads Mickelson yeah pigeons. yeah Mads Mikkelsen is a priest
1: <laughs> yes. it's not
0: something you see every day from there Hannibal Hannibal
1: to, <laughs> uh, Hannibal's to Holy yeah
0: yeah yeah um but it, it the, the 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 cinematography the textures of the film really kind of echo the the style and the and the and the textures of Van Gogh's work and you know how you see him but you know I mean Got again, you know, like any artist, isn't it? You know, they say their work is worth more when you're dead than yeah. alive, and you know we really see him as this impoverished artist, really incapable of doing anything else but just being a painter and and needing to be by the light and um, uh, and and not being accepted by the. I suppose the society is a recognizable artist whose work um is being very underappreciated.
2: Yeah.
0: Um and you know it's in it's 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 really sad to see um him his mind spiral um and and become you know more and more mentally ill and how that's sort of treated and yeah it's 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 quite a slow burner so if you want something that's just easy to watch um, but he is really compelling, Willem Dafoe. I mean, he's an incredible actor, anyway. Isn't he? Yeah, he
1: is. Yeah, I, I, I don't think of anything. I mean, I haven't seen all of his films, but there isn't anything that I've seen of his that I've not liked. No. And and I yeah, because I don't I don't know much about it at all. Because I so I, I'm quite interested to. To, to like finally get a chance to go and see this he's, and hear what your thoughts are on it because it's just yeah, it's, it's William Dafoe at the end of the Yeah. And it, Matt's
0: Mickelson. And Matt, and Max Mickelson and, and Oscar Isaac. So anybody that wants to see him do other things than Star Wars <laughs>
1: I think we all want to see something other like than do <laughs> other <know>. than Star Wars. Yeah,
0: it is indeed. But you know, he's it's 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 really it's really good and and for me yeah, it's just that the visual aspects of the film and just um just how drawn in you are and then it just m- makes you feel you know it really again thought pr- provoking so does,
1: does this lead up to the point where he dies or you
0: know what
1: was it just the window of, of his yeah. life post ear up or oh.
0: well you where uh, you see that oh you see it online. yeah yeah you see why he 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 does that as well um do you know what I saw it a number of weeks ago, so I I can't quite remember. Okay, yeah,
1: it'll be interesting. Well, let's play the trailer. Yeah, let's play the trailer, and so at
3: least... I love painting, I have to paint. I can't do anything else, and believe me, I've tried. You're Vincent? Yes, I'm Paul Gauguin. We have to create a new vision, a new way of painting. I've spent all my life alone, in a room. I'd like to find a new light for paintings that we haven't yet seen. There's something inside me, I don't know what it is. What I see, nobody else sees. You're a stranger here. You drink too much. You're hysterical, out of control. I don't want to calm down. It's called the act of painting for a reason. that this painting is unpleasant. The townspeople have signed a petition against you. They don't want you to come back. You're surrounded by stupid, wicked, ignorant people. Sometimes I feel so far away from everything. Your vision of the world is quite frightening, isn't it? Yes. They say I'm mad, but a grain of madness is the best of art. that God gave you the gift of painting to keep you in misery. Maybe God made me a painter for people who aren't born yet. Tell me, brother, am I a good painter? You're not a good painter, Vincent. You're a great painter. I wanted so much to share what I see. Now I just think about my relationship to eternity.
0: It, it is, and you, you know, you really get the 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 sense. It captures this this, this sense of isolation, that he he's, he doesn't really fit into society, and he's all he's he's isolated in his head as well. So that where Willem Dafoe had to go to, you know, to yeah, um, you know. Tap in deeply yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to 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 get that to get that character and be able to, you know, show an audience that this kind of inner turmoil. I mean, you know, you what it shows even just in the trailer there. It's just, you know, when you're an artist, it's a calling. Yeah. And you know, if you can't do that, then there's nothing else in life worth. Wild, you, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and um, no, Willem Dafoe is is astonishing in it, and so I, don't, I mean, that definitely luxury, recommend I mean, it.
1: On, yeah. on a technical level, for I me, mean, just looking at that, it looks like they shot it quite rawly, so it, like like handheld. He just does his thing, and you capture it. I mean, they do sort of like say that. Um, I think it is with where film gets very technical for an actor, where you've got to be finding your, okay, you got to hit your mark, and you're in focus there. The light's there. You got to do this and do that. And theatre to a certain degree but there's a lot of rehearsal in theatre so they obviously know where they've got to hit their marks and play them, playing the beats and stuff Whereas something like this looks different that he is just left to perform and the camera's got to adjust to his performance
0: yeah maybe a sense of which improvisation it, really look,
1: it looks, looks like he's done that which, which looks fascinating because at least he can just really lose himself in it and not worry about oh, right. half an inch over there the shallow depth of field I'll have to do it again 20 times and it looks at, so. I'd, be int- I'd love to know sort of, like how technically they, they yeah. shot that in order to. Because there's a lot of films that tend to to weigh now, especially with technology the way that it is, that you don't need. If you want, you can really pare it down, not having nice lights and everything like that. And going on, you can just kind of shoot in natural light. And I'm trying to think of the film. Oh, The Reverend, Reverend, Revenant. Oh, The Revenant, shot yeah. Using natural yeah, light, yeah. Lights and stuff. So <clears throat> just something like that. And especially you know, that when you're seeing them about a creative. Look. It's. It's nice to kind of explore ways to enhance that.
0: Well, you, you, Van Gogh talks a lot in the film about need, he needs to be in bright sunlight because we start off in Paris and it's where, you know, he's told, you know, basically go out to the south of France because that's where you're going to get the most beautiful... Bright light that's going to help inspire you and, and the work that you want to do. And I, and I really feel that the film echoes that sentiment oh, that's and that desire. Yeah, um, and yeah.
1: with his hat with candles on. Because I, I remember when I was being taught art that he apparently had a hat and he had. Like candles around the hat, so he could paint at night and so he could see what he was doing. Do
0: you know? I don't, I don't remember seeing that, but maybe he did.
1: I, wonder, I just, I, whether I just one I always remember that. Mr. Redfern. Uh, back <laughs> in school, we, 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 I, I just specifically remember the Van Gogh lessons and, and him saying about where, how was it? I've seen one of his pieces, it was either a wheat or cornfield, or it was, I don't think it was the sunflowers. And he said it was just, it struck him, he said it was like something was on fire. And he was just just like and he, he thought, and, you, and you walked up to him, you saw it was this painting, which was just radiant, mm-hmm. and and it was and it was Van Gogh's piece. I, just, I can't remember which one it was, and anyway, I'd, I'd have to research into his pieces to know which one he was actually talking about. But it always stuck in my mind that about about Van Gogh, and I think he does like any of the artists. He did seem the more you know. There's, there's lots yeah. of them over there eons. But there is something about Van Gogh in his work that he did that really does sort of like stand out.
0: It, yeah, yeah. And making yeah, again, a chair again. look interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and ahead of his time. Yeah, exactly. You know, Which yes. a lot of them were. I mean, you I, know, I mean just... They're trailblazing, dare yeah. I say. It. Yeah, you know.
1: This is, it's, it's, you know, and, and these days I don't know whether or not, I, I'd love to know if there's, if, if there's still the same thing, if there were artists that died in the 90s, saying that they're, they're now their works of art has become, I know people like Banksy and things like that are quite renowned, but whether art. Is viewed in a different way now, so it, I'm sure it is a struggle for artists. It's like absolutely any like kind of, any, like, yeah. any creative
0: s- medium, yeah. You absolutely. Know,
1: it's a struggle. You know, most of the time, you know, it's every now and again you'll get a you know a breath of like fresh air with with something that can help to survive or move on to the next thing. But it's it's always a struggle, and and when you, you and you're going back to an era era when they had a lot less, and and yeah, whether they really wanted that kind of thing because at the end of the day it's not putting food food on the table for people. Yeah, so absolutely. yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, just eras and now that changed the world anyway. That's a
0: Yeah, there are a whole a whole other podcast exactly. it, to speak. And I believe that is in Cinemas Now. Yeah, that said
1: I think it said March twenty ninth, said I think it is March twenty ninth. So yeah, I the, yeah, I, I thought it, end, end, yeah, March it was yeah. 29th, so March twenty-ninth,
0: so that's in cinemas now. Um and definitely worth viewing and that was Artificial Eye that are distributing
1: um, that. And that
0: really brings us to the end of the podcast.
1: It does. I think we've actually been able to fly through all of it. We that. have,
0: haven't we? And
1: uh, we could do a trailer reaction. Could we? There is a trailer out, which... Go uh, on, then. Let's do it. Uh, you know, I know you I've, love got trailers. I, I, I should have held off, but it was one of those things. You, you just couldn't Facebook resist. And you think, ah, I'll give it a go. Hang on a minute. Let me find it.
0: Easily led, you see.
1: Far um, is oh, too easily led. Here we go. And it's not this Joker, is, is it? It is Joker.
0: Ooh.
1: As we're in a DC sort of like mood. Yeah, let's do it. This is directed by um, Hangover. Todd oh, Phillips.
0: Well, to, uh, Todd Phillips. Wow. Who's yes. playing Joker?
1: Joaquin Phoenix.
0: Really? Well, that'll be interesting. It
1: looks very different. I, and I, I really like the look of this.
3: Arthur, does it help to have someone to talk to? My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there?
2: Smile Though your heart
1: is aching Smile Even though it's
2: breaking When there are clouds In the sky You'll get by What? If you smile (laughs) To your fear and sorrow Smile
3: <laughs> <Look
2: life. laughs> <still works> <laughs> you What's so funny? Just... Freak! <laughs> Gotham has lost its way. What kind of coward would do something that cold-blooded? Someone who hides behind a mask.
3: I used to think that my life was a tragedy, but now I realize it's a comedy.
2: If you just. Smile.
1: It
0: I've got I've got um, goose pimples
1: yeah me too
0: oh my goodness that really does look I very really like dark like, doesn't it
1: because I think we we'll would be able to answer this but my understanding is you'd never know who the Joker is I think there might have been a point where they reveal but he's never had a like a, a part there's a TV show Gotham where there's a, they've kind of set the backstory. you can kind of see it as it unfolds but you never really find out who he really is where he really came from as, but the Batman film kind of you know it was Jack Napier I think it was in the film but in the Tim Burton one but it's just yeah it's that looks really because I don't know the the director sort of like said it's not what you're expecting and I see that it's like that is exactly what I'm expecting Mm -hmm. something that's really kind of layered and 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 got that kind of like depth to it and think he's just gonna it's just that what's that point from someone who's actually okay and trying to keep it all together and it just snaps and he just goes mental and becomes Joker. And it's just what this is going to be. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it.
0: <laughs> it, it do you know what? And, and Joaquin Phoenix is uh, somebody else who's incredibly durable and adaptable and really capable of going. Taking his kind of, uh, um, I mean, we saw the physical transformation there, but even mentally, mm. sort of transforming to to really project somebody who is mentally very troubled. Yeah. It looks like he is about to kick off complete anarchy, <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, doesn't it? And 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 you know, in in fairness, they are huge shoes to fill. Still, I think Heath Ledger, yeah. He will. All, he 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 has set the bar, hasn't he?
1: So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, he's so not the last
1: person to play on cinema screen, but the only one you really want to to. No, no, well, yes, yes. It's Jack Nicholson's, which is Jack Nicholson's just a legend anyway. Full so. we'll
0: stop. But yeah, no, I I I actually haven't seen um, what's
1: but, his name. Haven't you seen Batman? No,
0: did, no, I've seen that. But oh, uh, Jared Su- Leto, yeah, Latter I haven't now. seen Suicide Squad. So. You no, know, it was
1: just no, it didn't work for me. So uh, anyway, tattoos back back all there, over his pleasure. head, damaged. And it was just so. Blatant, and and it didn't. I don't know. It just didn't feel right at all. And I, yeah, I wasn't. It didn't. Yeah, there there are certain characters. I mean, it is it is big shoes to fill because whatever, you know, most of the time that character is a scene stealer. You know, you know, Tim Burton's Batman is a masterpiece in its own right, and um, and Jack Nickerson just you know commands the screen when he plays that character. But he does anyway. But he just does something about when he plays Joker. And the same way that Heath Ledger he was just, you know, he just stole the film. Exactly. And so something like this, and this does look, oh yeah, I yeah, really it really like does. That but that looks,
0: I suppose to, to round things off, talking about Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, to start where we began yeah, with exactly, Dumbo. Yeah. What would be your feelings as to seeing another Tim Burton Batman film with Tim Burton being a much older and decrepit Batman? I just. <laughs>
1: Just stay and think about something like that it's just i i, I there are danny devito chucked oh god well oh, if danny devito finally he was still alive as the penguin yeah i i, I would just that yeah you know, that again it's the shoes thing you know because everybody's wanted to have you know especially with michael keaton kind of going through this renaissance he's not really gone away but all of a sudden he's been doing things that very much absolutely, back in Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, sort of like his turn in Spider-Man was like a turn for like the cinematic villains because they were all a bit sort of like hopeless until in then in, he did it in Spider-Man um, Homecoming and it was just, that's a great villain. Even when you watch it for the first time and then he pops up, it's like, oh! It's so <laughs> like when you realise who he is, it's like, oh, okay, exactly, it's just... It yeah. was just so yeah, good. Yeah, it apart from like what um uh Tom Middleston was able to do with Loki and stuff. And yeah. The cinema yeah. villains weren't weren't really doing it until that. So to you know, to get Tim Burton to do a Batman, to do a Batman Beyond and 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 have Michael Keaton would be incredible. And I if someone at Warner Brothers isn't trying very hard to make that happen because they know that will make them so much money than <laughs> any of the DC stuff has done so far until Shazam comes out. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, I would love to see that. So yeah, good old Burton.
0: Burton for Batman. Burton, Burton Batman uh, but, and Keaton. B- B- Burton, Batman and Keaton. But if you're waiting for a Keaton, um, uh, yeah, a Keaton film and a Burton film, go and see Dumbo.
1: Yeah, Dumbo, so, there's a great uh, section. Dumbo, you can go see Dumbo first and then you can go see Shazam. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And on that note, we'll, I think it's uh, time to close.
1: That's uh, it. So thank you all yeah, for listening you. and watching if you're watching. And if you're listening, yeah, great. Thanks for listening. And as and I said, all the descriptions yeah. for the different videos that we've been discussing and playing uh, will be all in... I just said descriptions. I see this is... Uh, this just I'm Dehydrated. But everything will... All those will be in the, the descriptions. Please like and subscribe. And... Um, I'll leave a comment. I knew there was a third one. Comments, leave comments. only nice comments, though, please. Yeah, we can't bother with the other ones, we'll just delete them. Um, so <laughs> and, yeah, and as us. Keith would normally say, so what have you got coming up? What have I
0: got coming up?
1: Um,
0: I've done a lovely um interview with Carlos Acosta, um, about the about a male um ballet dancer who has come from very humble beginnings and became um the first black um ballet dancer for the Royal Opera House and um, that is a, such a stunning f- um, film so we've got that one coming up next
1: um, um, I'm just I'm, I'm back up to Birmingham this week to do more work on Rosebusters Dock and yeah. continue the grey to get that finished so um, again those final kind of stages just yep. like you know like little steps forward it's very weird to be at the point where it's it's basically finished you just it's just those kind of like refining things we've been working on it all week just getting a few things kind of tidy so that makes the whole grade process much easier which we'll be doing tonight as well um, and that is basically it really? from from our side of it so yeah. i think so
0: so thank you very much for joining us please spread the word follow us on twitter uh, give it,
1: us a like on facebook facebook
0: instagram um, SoundCloud, and um, we'll look forward to seeing you next time.
1: Thanks yep. a lot. See you later then. Bye. Bye. Bye.